1: Cons, You know what uh, you know what football movie the songs from? TR you big movie guy? You big movie guy? Oh. Answer my friend. Yeah, remember you know the answer? Yeah, remember the title? Yeah, okay, there you go. I love Oh, great movie by the way, eh? Uh,
0: I mean, I know you asked Connor but I got to pipe in if you're asking me <laughs> no. if I watch football movies, no. I do. I watch a lot of movies no matter what.
1: Okay, I like it. Uh, it is the Jason Greger show with our uh, regular Thursday co-host uh, Terry Ryan, former NHLer, now, of course, one of the stars of uh, Shoresy, who will join us every Thursday and uh, Monday. It's going to be awesome. Uh, of course, if you want to check him out, he's also got his own podcast, uh, Tales with TR. Uh, the Gregor Show is always presented by playalberta.ca. You can get involved. You can text us 833-401-1440 in our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. we got a lot of texts coming in, some questions for TR. We'll get to those uh, momentarily. But uh, first... Now, this is something we're going to do every Thursday and Monday. Oh, no, man. I am, uh, I'm quite excited about, uh, uh, Terry's, uh, or TR's rant of the day. Now, sometimes, you know, rant can sometimes people think it's negative. Not always. It might be very thought provoking. You got to remember, Terry's, he's an artist. It's very artistic. <laughs> he likes to write. He journals. So the uh, and, and as we do this, we'll build out a, a nice little bed for you, TR, uh, to make it good. sound and sound even better for you. And so for anybody who is kind of a fan of the old show, you know, there are struds on. Well, this is T- TR's rant. It, there might be similar yeah. topics at different times. So uh, without further ado, here's our first inaugural Terry's rant brought to you by our good friends at Action Electrical as they are celebrating 50 years in business. 50! TR's not even 50 years old. So uh, they've been around a long time. Don started in his basement, and now they built it up. His son Blake runs it. It's fantastic. Uh, Check it out, actionelectrical.net. Here's TR's rant.
0: Well, I'll tell you here. Here's where I'm going to come from. When you ask me to do these rants, I do enjoy ranting. And I often have a lot on my mind, and I write them down for public speeches, not so much like... It's kind of like a comedian would do for material, right? Okay. Because I know I'll always get to some point that when, no matter where I am, it's usually the same speeches, but I like to remember things, especially for hockey fans. So I didn't know what to talk about today. I don't offend too many people. Last week, I had a little incident with someone who tried to put me onto astrology, for example. Now, I know a lot of people treat astrology like religion, so I didn't... It, meaning... I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I have my thoughts. exactly. You kind of already explained this. Yes. But I, so I don't want to get, make people upset. So the next thing is, I don't, for reasons, I guess, purely mental, to give myself a break, I don't go on Twitter much anymore. I mean, I got nothing against it. But of all the platforms, I found there was a lot of poisonous stuff. And when I didn't have to analyze the game, now I do, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to get back. I took an absence. But I didn't have to analyze it. On my podcast, I'm more... More than anything, I'm catching up with people or interviewing, you know, more in chronological kind of order, their life story, for lack of a better, really, way to explain it. That's often what my podcast. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to have Andrew Shaw on. That's going to be a little bit different. He's been on before, and we'll shoot the breeze. But so, in hunting online for some topics, and just to be relevant and check out, you know, all things hockey and the sports writers and everything else, you come upon some comments. Okay. So, at the beginning of every season, I see a lot of people weigh in, especially Canadian teams. But that's probably just because I'm in Canada and it's hockey centric at this time of year. But anyway, you can. The the only thing that annoys me. I know people get passionate and they talk about you know who's going to be on the power play, who are we going to draft here, are we going to fire so and so, is the coach going to. Is the coach going to be here still at Christmas? What if we go on a 10-game losing streak? All the questions, what's going to happen in the playoffs? You know, Are these guys going to have balls? Are they going to play with skill? All these questions, and sure, fandom is fandom. But what I hate to see is when people get so into it, to the point of arguing and yelling at who's going to be the captains. If there's one thing, if there's one place that's sacred as a player, even when I played, that's decades ago. It's the dressing room, especially now. You can't go out for a bite to eat. Everybody's got their camera. You you can't comment much. Even if you don't want to post it, it's probably going to be posted by somebody else. Every quote, every opinion, every last comment can be scrutinized, okay? In that dressing room, I I I apologize to all you passionate fans that think you know what's going on, but you don't. If there's one thing, that we are unqualified as people from outside the dressing room is the comment on who's gonna be captain. Now I'll go a little further with this. Well, I played in Montreal, of course. The results don't look great. But right, the results obviously don't. So listening to me about who gave me advice might be like, well, it was the wrong advice. No, not really. I got an injury, and sometimes it's life advice. There was a guy, Scott Thornton, who played on my team who oh, ended up being a great a beauty. yes. Played in Edmonton for God's sakes. But so we had a dressing room. I mean, obviously, Vincent Tomfus is in the dressing room. Saku Koivu. Obviously, Shane Corson. Pierre Turgeon for a bit. Mark Recchi. So already, you can only have three or four four captains, right? So all these guys. I mean, then there was others that were quiet leaders. Peter Popovich. Mark Bureau. He comes to mind first. There was all kinds of guys that me, coming from where I was, the miners, a uh, defeatist attitude coming from Newfoundland a, I just mean at the time, kind of, you know, I, I was almost too humble coming in as, as a player, you know, with, with confidence on the ice. I needed to really I, – I, it was hard to get over the fact I was playing in Montreal. Anyway, I remember Scott coming in. He sat in the same part of the room, and he used to give me some great advice. And, you know, I know people now say, you know, back then we used to use the training camp to get in shape. Not really. My dad did. We were – we were there. It just wasn't as specific. We didn't have these biosteel camps, but like I said, we had camps. I had to work on certain things. The weird thing was, I guess we all had the same workout program, so me doing the same thing as Valerie Buray wouldn't make sense. But outside of that, it wasn't as specific. But we had to work hard. Okay. Okay. So Scott, I remember pulled me in and gave me some great tips, you know, on how to work out and and which attitude. And it wasn't just about being a player; it was about you know, life and, you know, how is this going to affect you? And, and, you know, the kind of player that you choose to be now is the kind of person that you're going to be, the kind of coworker you're going to be, the kind of father you're going to be, the kind of son that you're going to eventually be. And I remember, you know, and, and I used to feel real comfortable with him and go, and I still talked to him. I had him on my pod a couple months ago. You know, we only played parts of three seasons together, but I've seen him now in the summers a few times. And when I looked at him, I thought, you know, like if there was a vote for captain, I, I, I would have voted for him as one of them. You would never say it at the time. A guy that had, I don't know, 10 points. He ended up, of course, excelling. But he was early in his career and little things like that. And I remember, you know, I can tell you a few stories. Mark Reckie invited me over for dinner. And really, you know, like getting into the tunes with him to like two in the morning, a few beers. And he knew I liked music and, you know, really getting into the stones and telling me why he liked the who. And, you know, those were really meaningful things that fans don't have any idea about. Those are just two little examples. Now, think of people in Edmonton, I guess, or Toronto, wherever the hell you're listening to this from. Right. Those are things. It's not all what you do on the ice. Some of it might be obvious. But when it comes to captains, take your foot off the gas a little bit. Put on the brakes if you're a fan, and just try to accept that there's some things that you just don't know. And one of them is going to be who is going to be the captain or assistant captains of a team because it's not always obvious, and you don't know what happens in that dressing room.
1: I love it, Ryan's rant. Uh, so, uh, captains, don't uh, don't get too caught up in your opinion on who should be a captain. I uh, I totally get it. It uh, it makes sense. Uh, without question, and uh, that was uh, that was uh, that was fantastic. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll take a quick break. We're going to get caught up here. We got uh, a good friend of TR's, uh, the Admiral, uh, coming up uh, next, right here on the Jason Greger Show, and I'm the Sports Theater, TSN 1260. That was the inaugural Ryan's rant. I like it. It's good. It's passionate. I uh, I'm looking forward to more in the future, and uh, we'll return on Sports 1440. And uh, those watching live. On Orders Nation YouTube, it's a good tune, man. I Have to say, the we got some uh, we got some sweet tunes uh, going on, and obviously it's it's the first week. Connor hasn't been able to expand his uh, musical library as large as he would like. Uh, I'm sure Tr will have a, a few uh, a few requests on uh, on what you'd like. Like Tr, if you had like a a favorite song that you would want, what would it be?
0: I enjoyed that little lip sync, Diddy, but uh, favorite song? That's tough, man, for this or just overall?
1: Like for this, like an intro. If we were having like every week, like Struddy liked ABBA, of all things, and so actually we made it in very different uh, languages, which was funny. Um, and so that was kind of his, his intro. Like if you had one song that was very like TR-ish, what would it be? Wow. Um uh
0: bad, i guess people call me t-bone they're bad to the bone
1: Ooh,
0: i don't know it's, it, to me the words have to go somewhat there has to be somewhat of a connection yeah okay. i mean i love "Evil woman by elo but i'm not going to pick that for an <laughs> intro song you know like so that on, on the spot that's one that i could come up with that's safe
1: yeah okay well that's fair well you have some time you know what uh, you put in a request <laughs> to connor if you like and uh you know we can and you can have a different intro song every day Uh, Every time, if you want. Today,
0: I tell you what it would have been. Not that I'm angry, but I woke up this morning. My phone went off with the alert. The Rolling Stones have a new single, and it's not bad. And I cannot believe I'm saying it that they got a new album coming out. Mick is 80 years old. Are you kidding me? I'm not. It came out yes, or it came out today. It was announced last night, came out this morning, I got up, it's called Angry. Check out the video on YouTube, it's wild.
1: Uh, Oh, I did not know that, that is unbelievable. Uh, It is Jason Greger alongside our our Thursday co-host. Terry, Ryan, Uh, we are live in the Ewell studios. Are you ready to elevate your project? Well, contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success they provide premium quality electrical products. E-W-E-L dot C-A is where you want to go for that. And uh, T.R., our next guest, a friend of yours, someone you know quite well. As uh, we are going to go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's, where you can enjoy the mighty McMuffin or the mighty McGriddle's breakfast sandwich made with bacon, sausage, egg, and cheese on a McGriddle or a McMuffin. Now, I don't know if they officially call him this or not, but many people would say he's like one of the OGs of spitting chiclets. Rear Rear Admiral. Everybody calls him R.A., so uh, I don't know, I've, I've never met R.A. personally yet, so I don't know if I can call him that, but I just did. So I guess uh, that's what we're going to introduce him to. R.A., how you doing? R.A., how you doing?
3: Good, how we doing, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Hey,
1: buddy. First, hey, buddy. First, first, of all, first of all, I love the accent. I just have to say, man, the Boston accent. But I, I have to ask you right off the top, R.A., are you okay? Because Bruins fans, that was the best regular season we've ever seen by a landslide, and then unfortunately... It didn't end the way you wanted it. How painful was that?
3: Um, you know, I think the older I get, the, the easier it is to get over. Um, you know, you get older, life has some challenges that kind of minimizes, I guess, sports. I don't live and die like I did when I was younger. I mean, I, I was, you know, gave a, I don't know if I could swear in here or not. I swore a bunch after the game. Next day, it was over. I, I really do get, get over it pretty quick.
1: Okay, well that's okay, good. Well, that's now good. let's now. What is your expectations this year, man? Because Bergeron, Bergeron. Krejci's gone. I'm like, are, are they bringing Whitney out of retirement to play center? Who's playing center?
3: center. So Ryan Whitney, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I think Pavel Zakar and Charlie, Charlie Coyle they are the one, two right now. That's a significant drop off from Bergeron and Krejci. No, no disrespect, though, obviously, but you know Bergeron's a Hall of Fame. Krejci, I would, you know, I don't know if he's going to get in, but he certainly has. Hall of Fame talent. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna tread some serious water here. They, that's two huge holes in the lineup right now. Uh, I, and they were planning for this. They basically went all, all out for the uh, Stanley Cup. Didn't get it. They were gonna be in this position whether they won the cup or fell on their faces like they did. Um, but you know, they still have a lot of good pieces there. I mean, Marshawn, I know he's 35, but he's still a hell of a player. Pasta knock. On defense, you get two number ones at McAvoy and Lindholm, and you get two number one goalies, even though they didn't use one of them in the freaking playoffs when they should have. So there's a lot of good parts there. They, don't, they don't, don't strip it down. Don't start over. I think they'll have a little bit of suffering this year, and then they'll have some money next year. And, uh, Boston's still a pretty good uh, destination for a lot of free agents, so uh, hopefully it's just a year or so of suffering. You know, They'll, they'll be battling with Ottawa, Detroit, and um, Buffalo for that playoff spot. All right, All right, great news, great my man. T, what's going on, my friend? I love you, buddy. I, I, I love you
0: too, my man. I think you were here last year at this very time, weren't you? Or no, or oh, no, it was no, earlier.
3: It was earlier. Uh, oh, yeah, I think it was uh, September. I don't even remember, do I? can't remember. COVID ruined my ability to tell whether something was <laughs> a year ago or friggin' five years ago. But uh, it was a great time. Newfoundland. If you ever, ever can you ever get there, if you haven't been there, Canadians, listen. Oh, what a party place. Unreal, beautiful scenery. You got to have the tour from Uncle T as well. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, we, and New Hooks, yeah, it was in August. It was during New Hooks uh, celebration party.
0: Alex um, New Hooks, that is, good New Newfoundlander that won the cup last year with Colorado.
3: RA, are you looking forward to the Chicklets Cup? I assume you're going to be there. Excuse me, a little off for some reason. I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm surprised we went back to Buffalo. But then again, I'm not because that facility, excuse me, unbelievable. That uh, Buffalo Riverworks, just an unbelievable facility for hockey, all the other stuff they do there. I can't wait, man. I'm not playing. I don't know if I'm coaching this year or what, but <laughs> I'm just dying to get a little Buffalo action, late-night bars, great restaurants. Buffalo is a slobber dog of a city. Good time. <laughs> I'm curious
0: what you think. I never heard. I usually listen to every minute of Chicklets. I'm curious what you think. I got a lot of Leafs fans that listen to my podcast. What do you think of the Austin Matthews contract?
3: Um, yeah, I, probably about where I think most people expect it I mean you no, know, those guys at his level at McDavid's level they're just going to keep making the, the most money uh, you know obviously the cap they think is going to up significantly the next few years so uh, it could be a bargain uh, in, a, in a few years but uh, it's nice to see these guys starting to make, make more money but Yeah, the owners always have them over a barrel. Every contract, it seems like they just can't get the that solidarity to to you know get a few concessions. But yeah, yeah, thirteen and a quarter. It's good money if he can make it. I think after the deal, he's gonna have a hundred twenty-two million. I think I saw. Excuse me. I think there's $122 million in, in his contract already. 30 years old. So and he's going to, that's the other thing, too. He's going to be a free agent at 30 when this deal ends. So yeah. good for him. I mean, I, I, really, I mean, I know we, we screw with the Leafs in Boston, but I like Austin a lot. He's a good kid. I wouldn't mind, you know, wouldn't mind at all seeing him get a nice, Stanley <clears throat> yeah. cup run. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of guys would, wouldn't, wouldn't mind him on their team, a lot of fans. Uh, the Rear Admiral joins us uh, from Spitting Chicklets. Uh, all right, we've had a lot of people texting in already. Um, you know, Spitting Chicklets obviously has, has become one of the most popular, if not the most popular, popular uh, hockey podcast out there. And everybody's like, oh, how'd you do it? What happened? T- take us back to kind of when you started and, and you know, in, in your wildest dream, did you think this was realistic? And uh, for anybody out there who's starting a podcast, you have any advice for them?
3: Uh, yeah, pair up with a former NHL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the best advice. No, it's, it's, it's just timing. Uh, a lot of very fortuitous, nothing planned. You know, I, I wanted to do a podcast, maybe movies, hockey, whatever, but I didn't want to do them solo. I, I, solo podcasts are tough to do, especially when you sound like me. Uh, so, anyways, me and Witt, we knew each other casually. I, we met a couple times. He was, you know, local boy made well. He was also a big reader of Bostol, so he was reading my stuff there. And, you know, we'd hang out, shoot the breeze a little, have a beer. Um, You know, we weren't, like, hanging out on the regular or nothing. And after he was done playing, after Russia, he went to Sweden briefly, came home, and he sent out that tweet, uh, December fifteenth, 2015, and he tagged Biz in it and said, I want to start one of these podcast things. And uh, Biz said, I got two more years left. Get back, check back later. And I replied to, what, kind of half-joking, a partner, huh? A partner, A partner, eh? writing my DMs. He's like, are you serious, sorry? I was like, "As a heart attack. He's like, do you know how to podcast? I said, I'll learn. And by the Super Bowl, we had our first episode out. Um, and we, you know, we were like SoundCloud rappers, Wayne and goth on the couch, whatever, you know, analogy you want to make. You know, we weren't making anything. We were having fun. And then Dave Portnoy, our president, they're the owner of Boston. I was obviously writing for him for a while and, Wit was, you know, one of our first like, you know, uh, major athletes to to follow the site. So he's like, hey, I listened to it. Uh, we we want to add you to, uh, to the roster, and then, oh, that's when the ads come in and the moolah comes in. And uh, fortunately, I was able to uh, quit my job as a uh, Boston Public School custodian because probably would have jumped off a school roof by now if I was still doing it. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we we, we were chugging along, and then we uh, added Biz. Well, Biz was on a couple times, and Biz is Biz. He was even a little more unfiltered back then. Um, and we weren't looking to add a third per se we were like let's ask biz if, if he wants to join and, and if he said no we weren't like going to plan B it was like you know and like uh, biz was just a, like a shot of uh, of adrenaline slash testosterone or whatever in the ass and we just went to the to the moon after that I, I kind of make the analogy me and wit won a title and, and biz made us a dynasty I don't, I don't I hope it doesn't sound arrogant but that's like the best analogy I can come up with How were the birth stewards?
0: I saw I that. Saw that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> Ray, yeah. while you get on there and the award you won, I'll just let other people find out. It was really funny, by the way. But I know it was probably unintentional. But, I mean, you guys got to actually go there, and you were on display. You, you said some great uh, There's some great quotes. I really enjoyed the show. Uh, well, you know, is this surreal for you? You started, by the way, kind of a two-part question. You started as a huge fan. I followed when you were writing years ago. Um, but now you have access to everything that you didn't necessarily – as a big fan,
3: and you're still a fan, so all of it, I mean, Ray, is this surreal or what? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Um, I just try to keep a, a level head about it. I'm glad it happened when I, you know, when I was in my 40s instead of my 20s. I would definitely would have effed it up in my 20s because I almost have it in my 40s. So, uh, it, yeah, it, I definitely pinch myself. I, I appreciate what what we have, and you know, like friends I've made, like you know, a guy like you, you know, uh, I, I I become real good pals with, and you know, a couple coaches around the league, and you know, so you look at your phone sometimes you see some of the phone numbers you have in there and kind of chuckle. But yeah, I, I just try to keep keep you know keep it keep it humble smile about it appreciate it and um yeah it's no plan i mean podcasts weren't even a thing when i graduated college so it wasn't like i aimed to do this i was trying to get a writing job and and uh yeah and me and whit going back to that briefly chemistry is a funny thing because you know we we knew each other like i said casually we you know from different places like gritty city kid he's from you know uh a ritzy south short town but that first time we talked man it was like two guys would love to talk and it was just there man we just like bouncing off each other, and uh, and we were off and running, man. It was, it was just such a crazy thing that just two guys who never hung out, and it, it clicked. So when Biz came, it, it was kind of like weird. It was like me and Wit were like brothers, and then when Biz came, I suddenly became the little brother, even though I'm friggin' older than those guys. So it was an adjustment period because if you go back and listen to those shows, you can you can hear a like little tense, tense uh, situation once in a while. But uh, it's been an adventure, uh, Terry, a, a roller coaster ride, and uh, got to keep on riding until yeah, it goes to the end, whenever that is wild the
0: first time ra that i heard you guys i was telling them earlier how jason momoa got me into doing stunts well i had um, one of the up. was before biz i had it down i think it might have been brad may was on there and uh i was literally getting ready to do a stunt i was icy i was out on the side of the river i had my headphones on and i was listening to you guys and i remembered you were talking about i think it was the first show i listened to you were talking about being in the town and you were an extra in this movie the town this movie is one of the Oh, great movies of, great movie. of, of, of today's era yes i loved it now you talked about that and then when we laughed and you laughed and i got to know you and stuff and said you know i'm kind of in there but we didn't know shorzy was coming now you're actually a player as am i in this show but you know for, i know from my, my end i pinch myself but for you are, are you going to pursue it
3: i talked to you earlier in the summer and you said you were on a film set like are you pursuing acting now I wouldn't say I'm pursuing it. I guess people have pr- pursued me to to take part in what they've been doing. Um, but I've I've had a, a uh, what's that an account with Boston, Boston Casting. They um you know they hire extras and you have, I have a thing on file there where you know uh, what do they called. Cast and directors, if they happen to see my picture and, you know, want to bring me in, uh, that'll happen once in a while. I haven't gotten anything significant, uh, really, from that. But, yeah, I've always been a ham, a ham and egger. And, you know, I, I, obviously the town, no one knows it's me. It's, it's my reflection in a mirror. I, I joke. I obviously play it up like you can tell it's me. But, yeah, I've, I've gone through a, a bunch of cattle calls in Boston. Um, but with The Departed, I went, I didn't get in, but uh, Shutter Island, you know, you just show up, and and you don't go when a tucks and look your best, because you just don't, you know, it's such a, 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 a weird thing, it's just the casting director likes you, Casting director likes you and they pick you. Uh, in the town, they were filming for months, and then they called and say, hey, you still want to be in the movie? I was like, yeah. Uh, so they go, i be at the so-and-so tomorrow, and I had an apron and a white t-shirt, I was the cook in that in that wicked dive bar. Pretty, pretty. Uh, and then Shorsie, they reached out to... I don't know if it was Granelli, our producer, or Boston, or whatever. There was some chit-chat going on. And I was asked, uh, do I want to take part? I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I don't know. I'll do it for free. No, I didn't say that out loud. But the fact we got paid to do that, T, right? You know, you you go up and you do it. You have no idea what, what, you know, what the rest of it is how it's going to come out and then when it dropped I mean I sat there and pissed my pants laughing for three hours it was so d- damn good Jared Kiesel did such a great job and it's become a, I think a cult hit certainly in Canada And just to have a little small part of that it's priceless it's awesome
1: Rear Admiral from Spitting Chicklets joins us here on Sports 1440, also live on Orders Nation YouTube. And, uh, all right. to bring it back uh, to that uh, to the NHL, of course, we started with your Boston Bruins. And, you know, at the unbelievable year. Obviously, things are going to change a little bit uh, this season, especially down the middle. But you mentioned about the goaltending, about the and goal- I'm happy that you brought it up because all season, basically, I looked at it from, like, the middle of November. Allmark never played more than two consecutive games in a row. And then you get to the playoffs, and now he's starting every game. And uh, why do you think they went away with what made him so successful? Like, I know it's hard to switch your goalie, but you actually could have easily done it after game three. And and I know they were up three to one, so maybe you can say, well, Gregor, that's a terrible excuse. But there were opportunities, easy to say, let's just play Jeremy Swayman, who's been really good for us all year. Why do you think they didn't do it?
3: I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm – Monty, you know, he didn't have to coach a, a ton this that season. Those guys, excuse me, they were in cruise control. They were playing great. I don't think he had to really push too many buttons. Uh, and uh, Nick Foligno was on the Cam and Strick podcast, and he made he gave a great answer. They, you know, they asked him, "What you know, what do you think went wrong?" And he says, "It might sound weird, but I think we made too many good moves, and we brought too many good players." In. And and you know, the coaching staff had had trouble trying to put this one in that slot and that one in that slot. They were changing the lineup every day. But back to Olmec. I sent the tweet after the game too. I "Get him out of there!" Like, uh, I'm not a goalie savant, but I mean, he didn't look like that once all season. Like he was rolling around like 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 a little kid playing street hockey. or a couple rough plays. And uh, yeah, to find out he, he had no more than four starts in a row all season, and then they start him six games in a row. And then Kevin Weeks comes out and says he had a debilitating injury, and it's like, What the what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? Because uh, all you hear is we got two number ones, you know, Elmock and Swayman. It's like, Well, sit the guy down who's not playing well and he's hurt and put Swayman in. I don't know, I don't know what they were thinking. And when they asked Montgomery, he said, Talk to her what's his, Bob Vicenza, what do they call him, a goalie Bob? Yeah. And it was yeah. like, Jesus, well, who, you know, who's the fuck? It was like, it was like the father coach here? I won't swear. It's like, who's coaching this team, man? It's like, it, like you, you can't say it's on the, the goalie coach. I mean, y'all, the, the other coach, just awful. They got me all riled up. Just awful decisions. Uh, they blew it, man. They had three opportunities. Uh, you know, and the fact that they kept unlocking like, six games in a row hurt. That's, that's the, like, you know, what are we doing here, man? That was the... Ugh, it was brutal, brutal, because he had a lot you know, a lot of bad plays. I mean, he was hurt, man. And a guy's competitive. I mean, Terry, you know, most guys aren't going to beg off, even if they have their legs hanging off. They're, they're hockey players, you know, and that's where a coach has to come in and say, no, man, draw the line, and, and you're sitting. All right, now you got me all riled up now.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, R.A., man, all right. I love it. That's why we like that. That's why we want to have you on. TR's got one more for you.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing Carolina and Jersey in the East. I really am. I, I, I Not that I'm fans of either. I just I think Jersey – I'm not going to say they came out of nowhere, but they really impressed me. And Carolina, I think they're eternally underestimated, and this year might be the biggest of all those years. Now, what I'm curious about, though, in that Eastern Conference, you got Pittsburgh, which is such an interesting story with the signing of Carlson. Clearly went out of their way. They're going for it, but they're aging. What do you think?
3: How do you think the Pittsburgh Penguins fare this year? I mean, as good as Carlson is, obviously he's a fantastic offensive defenseman, but he's I mean, he's not that great in his own zone, so that I think Pittsburgh needed to improve the D. And I mean, his as, as greatest as callison is I don't think they really improved the D, D in their own end all that much. Um, what's his name? Oh, fine. Not, not the not the Smith. Who's the goal? Oh, Jerry. He's he looks like a number one, you know, most of the time, and then he either gets hurt or has a couple bad games. So. I don't know if they're question marks with Pittsburgh's goaltender. I, I don't have them as a top-tier contender. Uh, I mean, as long as you get got, you know, Sid Gino and Letang, and now Carlson there, you know, they're going to have a good shot at it. But uh, they're going to need uh, consistency out of Jerry. And even even then, I, I don't see them as, like I said, a, a top-tier team in the East. But it's still wide open. I mean, there's 12, 14 teams who, who could, you know, win the Stanley Cup this year. Mm-hmm.
1: R.A., we really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for this uh, continued success, and uh, we'll see where uh, hopefully uh, your your acting career follows in the skates of Terry Ryan.
3: Terry, sorry, sorry the, uh, the movie, it's in uh, called The Late Game. I filmed it down in Charleston, South Carolina last year. I played a Zam- an angry Zamboni driver. It's going to, I think, drop later this year, but you'll be hearing about it when it does. The Late so Game, funny, all right. We love it. Beauty. Yes. Boys, you thank you so there much. You thank you so Let's much. So you
1: That's the... Uh, Rear Admiral from uh, the Spitting Chicklets podcast, uh, very popular and what, what she, I like what he said He goes hey I hook up with a former NHLer but he, you know what it does help I really believe honestly TR the accent helps them that that really helped their pod because you stand out and yeah. it's different.
0: I totally agree there's something to the uh to the linguistic you know there there's something pleasing to the air, right? I mean even I I can tell you when it comes to um the audio the the, the uh acoustics I always find you ever listen to a book on tape? Not all of them are better, but sometimes if you get a good voice, like even, even listening to a guy like this is going to sound cheesy, but Barry white, uh, you oh. know, well, yeah.
1: there's some, or, or even yeah. let's go. Your, clo- your clothes your would just fall off when Barry was talking or, <laughs> or, 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 uh, Louis, uh, Louis Armstrong, Armstrong. <laughs> Louis
0: Armstrong.
1: Wonderful yes. world, man. What are a wonderful you world. Ooh, and, I love you know,
0: it. there's these classic sounds that, Voice really matters. And I, I find uh with RA it, his voice and his accent, you know, obviously, it not only screams where he's from, but uh it almost gives you a a set, like a a, a a good dude. He's one of the boys almost, you know?
1: Yeah, well he's a selfie, right? Pretty sure that's what they he's call a selfie. it. Not everybody from
0: Boston has that strict an accent. It's yes. like not every Newfoundlander speaks like Ted Hitchcock. <laughs> but when you hear it,
1: you're like, ah, oh, oh, oh. And, yeah, it makes you feel good, right? Yeah, we're going to get a little Ted Hitchcock when we return. Also, uh, involved in, uh, five questions for the first time will be, uh, Terry Ryan and more. It's the Jason Greger show live on sports 1440. You can, uh, stream it, uh, on, on any of the apps if you're listening on, uh, on Stingray, on iHeartRadio, on the radio player app. And of course, uh, watching on Orders Nation YouTube will come back. We have, uh, five questions and more on the Thursday edition of the Greger show. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I want to give me a little teary-eyed. Man, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Elvis Presley in the ghetto. TR, Not what do only, you think?
0: Uh, that's the only song that Elvis wrote. And it's one of his, probably his best, yeah.
1: That's the only song well, he wrote, really? It's the only
0: song. I'm a big Elvis fan, but it, Elvis didn't write his own music.
1: Yeah, no, I knew, I knew he, da- I didn't know that he wrote that, but, man, in the ghetto, that.
0: Yeah, he wrote that, well, he co-wrote it, but not a lot of people did then. People like Paul Anka, and people in Ivory Towers would write songs and <laughs> give them, or sell them to artists and everything, so it wasn't, I'm not, you know, that's why I love the Beatles came in right after and pretty much changed the game, and that was one of the ways they changed it, they wrote almost everything after their first two albums, but uh, I love Elvis, everything about him, and that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, my not.
1: goodness. Yeah, my dad introduced me to Elvis when I was probably 14 or 15 years of age. The deal we made, I would drive to hockey, and we could listen to my music, which was like Motley Crue and different things like that, on the way to hockey. And then on the way home to the farm, he would introduce me to some of his music. And, uh, you know, obviously Elvis Presley uh was one, uh the big bopper. Ah Man, there were so many others just from that era. And I fell in love with it. And I still do. I still have lots of it reminds me of my father for sure. But man, some of those tunes from back then, the four tops. Oh, God, they were so good. The Supremes, Temptations. Like, I love it. So
0: Uh, me too. And by the way, good. uh, Glad you brought up your father. You said something yesterday and I wrote it down. It was so profound. We wouldn't try to live without air, water, or mothers. Why try without our fathers? You know, I, when you said that yesterday, it resonated. My dad means a lot to me, as does my mom. But you no, know, it's, there's a unique
1: relationship. You know what? There. It's it's true, and I, I think that that men need to be uh, you know, more aware of the importance of fathers and you know be a present father in your life we're going to get into that Tara, because a lot of our listeners as we go in time i really think it's important people when they feel a connection to their host and they get to know them a little bit more and so we're going to do a lot more of that with you i'm going to talk about uh you know your ball hockey championship but but also you Mm -hmm. know uh being a dad and all those other sorts of things you know you're a girl dad which is great and uh you know we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that but first it's time now for five questions brought to you by The Brick. They're committed to saving you more. And right now it's the Bricks tent sale. Sixty percent off clearance items, man. You don't get deals like that unless you're shopping for a Terry Ryan Montreal Canadiens jersey, man. Those deals are hard to come by. Check it out at the brick and the brick.com. <laughs>
4: It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show.
5: All right, guys, question number one today. Yesterday we saw the announcement or the reminder of what's going on with the Heritage Classic. Connor McDavid speaking to the media. Some people think there's too many games being played in the big stadiums and outdoors. How many do you think would be the perfect amount of games that the NHL plays in these big stadiums? I will say two. Two.
1: I like having two. You you can have the uh, you can have like the one outdoor classic, and then of course you have the. Uh, um, I like the New Year's game that they've had for years. I think two two is fine. I, and I, I'm not one. Heck, if you wanted to do three, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. But I like two because that means you've got four fan bases who are fired up every year. And if you just do the math, that would be literally you could do it uh, where you rotate every eight years, and you'd have your opportunity uh, if you liked. But um, I would go with two. For me, you know, as a fan, like a, as my subjective view,
0: just watching, I'm impartial. It doesn't really matter. If I was playing, it would probably be a bit of fun. I'm sure it, it generates money. I don't want to say one per team, but if I said one or two, then I'm. which teams get to do, you know, I can take it or leave it. So I think everybody should have a chance. One, if not, uh, you know, every, every two, it was 16. There you go.
5: Toronto Blue Jays currently half a game ahead of the Texas Rangers in the wild card race for Major League Baseball. Will the Blue Jays play in the postseason this season?
1: Tr,
0: I think they will. I know they're the last part of the year here. I think their schedule is a little bit favorable. I mean, we're talking a week ago; they're three point five games out. What scares me is that the people that are stepping up are rookies. If you took, they needed a big right-handed bat, and David Schneider's the answer. I, I didn't see that coming. Did anybody else on the planet see that coming? <laughs> Did their head scout see that coming? I really don't know. So that's the only thing that scares me. The Jays, I've been confident all year that they're going to make the playoffs. If they don't, obviously a huge disappointment. Uh, but I just, I'm just i kind of iffy on who's leading them and the timing of all this. And please, Bichette, be healthy.
1: Well, that's the key is the health, uh, Chapman and Bichette. If, if they can get healthy – you know, what? and as long as they're smart, I don't care what analytics number you look at. There is zero reason why Schneider shouldn't be batting every game. What the hell are you sending him yeah. out for a game? I don't, I don't care whatever you number know. you're showing. It doesn't make sense to me. So, uh, sometimes, a hey, analytics have a really good value. Don't overthink it. This guy is red hot. Like he's hitting 400 for fun, for goodness sakes. And he just hits big home run after big home run. So keep him in the lineup. You get Bichette and Chapman back. Find out a way to get Schneider. In. And then I think, uh, they, I think they're going to still get in because uh, I do like their pitching staff.
5: Question number three. Since NFL kicks off tonight with the Lions and the Chiefs, who's your prediction to meet in this year's Super Bowl? Well,
1: everybody's going to say it's, it's a homer pick, but it's the obvious pick. You got the most dynamic quarterback. You got the best tight end. And once they get Mr. Clark signed, they're good. I, I will go with the Chiefs. Experience matters in football. We've seen it uh, year after year. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And on the other side, it's very early, but I'll I'll go with the 49ers.
0: Okay, are you? Elaborating, you want me to go?
1: No, you go ahead, buddy. Well, that's it. There's only two teams in the Super Bowl, T.R. I can't have more.
0: Okay, um, I'll go with uh, God. I got. Should I
1: go with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? Hey, I like that. I got him on my fantasy team, so that means he's having a good year.
0: I know that. Um, okay, there you go, San Francisco.
1: Okay. Nice. Wow. I,
0: I love Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey's out now. How long is that going to be, guys? I, I don't know. Like, I, uh, it, football, can, one player can change everything, and there's only 17 games, and, you know, a big, uh, the, the, the world is over if someone goes two games and doesn't play well. So I don't know. Those are pretty solid picks, and that's what I'm going to go with.
5: Question number four as we head over to playalberta.ca. The over-under for tonight's game is 53-and-a-half. If I were to hand you $20, where would your money be going, over or under? Uh,
1: well, you know where I stand on this, cons. Um, now, this doesn't guarantee success. It's probably a terrible philosophy, but I don't bet under. So if I if I don't think the over hits, I just don't bet because I I, I don't like betting for low scoring games in any sport. And hey, trust me. I don't win very – and that's why I don't wager very often. But uh, it's it's the first game of the season. You've got uh, – uh, Detroit's O-line is dominant. They're really good. And the D-line of Casey, meh. Uh, you got – even though without Kelsey, the magician Mahomes will do something. So, yes, I, uh, I think both teams are going to score 30 points tonight, so I'll take the over.
0: Yeah, er- early in the year, lots of mistakes. Teams that are capable of getting lots of points, I'm going to say the same.
5: And a final question for you guys today. It was on this day in 1979 that ESPN officially launched. Uh, In honor of that, do you have a favorite ESPN documentary? We're talking E60, 30 for 30, anything like that.
0: TR? My favorite 30 for 30? Oh, God. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I'm getting those untolds mixed up with the 30 for 30s in my head. Uh, Yeah,
1: go ahead. I'm going to go, you don't know Bo. Because Bo Jackson, now I, I remember Bo, obviously I watched him play. But that documentary just reminded me of what a freakishly great athlete he was. And what was awesome about it was the younger generation who didn't really know about Bo Jackson. Because if you search up you know, all-time greats and statistics, he doesn't show up because he didn't play many games but i had so many younger people we were talking about and they're just like oh my goodness like this guy was an absolute machine like he the him running up the fence crazy throwing out guys from the warning track mind blowing being so strong terry that you rip your own hip out of its socket that's how strong he was that's what led to his injury like he was an absolute force i would argue that he was the best pure natural athlete we've ever seen
0: um, that's wild. Uh, it, that's intriguing. Okay. And I just, <clears throat> by the way, I was like 10 or 11 years old, all that was happening. And I remember at the time, you know, you, you, your heroes are formed when you're that age. And I remember going like, is this Michael Jordan's alive? Like Wayne Gretzky? Like, what are the odds? And then all of a sudden, this Bo Jackson came along. Wild. And that commercial, remember? The oh, yeah. One, he couldn't really <laughs> uh, but to go back, yes, I forgot. I, I, I needed to refresh. I love the Steve Bartman one with the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great story. I mean just a fascinating story. Yes. I don't know about great. Yeah. But that whole um I don't want to get into the whole story, but those who don't know, it was uh the Chicago Cubs playoff drive, I guess 15, 16 years ago. And uh, Steve the Bartman was a fan that interfered with the ball. And anyway, there's a whole list of chaotic circumstances that came from that.
5: Oh,
1: man. Those 30 for 30s are some of the greatest documentaries. They've spurred on a lot of other good ones for sure. And, you know, some, it's hard to match up for that. But 30 for 30s are unreal. Cons, what's your favorite?
5: Uh liked King's Ransom. Uh, obviously probably a, a tough one for a lot of Oilers fans who went through that to have to relive it. thought that was pretty good. And then the U, uh, talking about the Miami Hurricanes back in the 80s and 90s, just what they were doing, the swagger they had, kind of the bad boys of college football. Really liked that one too.
1: Awesome. Well, there you go. That's uh, five questions brought to you by the brick. Uh, TR, I, I wanted to wait. We saved the best for last. But uh, we want to give a, a big applause to the uh, you know – you're the only – national champion on the show today. All right. You're the only world champion on the show today. Uh for, for our listeners who don't know. Now like what was your stat line? I need to know the stat line for TR. I led the team in points, man. I tied four goals and, and uh ten assists. Four Seven goals, games. ten assists. How many games?
0: Seven. Well the one game was a blowout against Break Great Britain, so You know, I think I got four points that game. That's why they're so inflated. The other games were fairly close.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the World uh, Ball Hockey uh, Championships. And so you're obviously a diehard ball hockey player, right? Uh, Yeah. You you know, like you take it serious. How's your ball? Like, because I was coaching my son. Like, I love ball hockey. He's been playing ball hockey. And, man, like, he comes after a ball hockey game, and he's sweating 10 times more than he does in hockey just because there's no coasting. You're running all the time. But isn't it harder on your knees?
0: It is. I guess it could be. I guess everybody's different, just like skating could be harder on your ankles. You know, for me, I heard, I had a major ankle injury that, uh, you know, I did it in Dallas camp. That's why I had to retire from playing pro. I knew I lost a step, and I didn't have a step to lose when it came to hockey. If there was one thing I needed to work on that was skating, and well, as luck would have it, I, I had a high ankle sprain. But for some reason, it didn't hurt when I ran, hmm. and I got into it at home. It was always big around here, but I found out about the national program. George Gortzos was nice, nice enough. 2003, I played my first World Championship. We won. I had one shift in the final, um, and he just told me, "He said, you know, it's. I think there's an opportunity here for you to be one of the best in the world and to win." We won two op- men's open division uh, championships, and then in, I mean, on a world level, and then uh, 18, we won the Masters, and I just won. It's probably be my last tournament. But are it's you awesome? Whoa, yeah, it's are,
1: are you announcing your retirement right now?
0: I'd, I'd, I'd never want to do that, but at some point, Peter Pan got to grow up. I'm 46 <laughs> years old, you know, like, yeah. and I got so many other opportunities, but I love it. And this time there was five Newfoundlanders, four, of them, four, four other other than me and all my uh, buddies, you know, real good yeah. friends that I, I grew up w- with and, and, and against and, you know, just real good friend. At this point, you know, they're guys that I came all the way up with and, you know, we don't make money at those things. We go and we get taken care of really well and, for the, and we, you know, the jerseys and everything. I mean, it's affiliated with Hockey Canada now. There's a lot, it's come leaps and bounds, but yeah. you know, I never really thought I'm in the Hall of Fame, man. And I really, I, I never thought I would say that. And it, you know, I always got tears in my eyes thinking of George Gortzos. They're a father figure who took me in. I was tripping over my bottom lip, man, in the early, in the mid 2000s, early 2000s. I, I thought, what have I done? I'm a first round pick. And now I got to go home and be a Red Bull rep and just play senior hockey. And man, it was bad. And I, you know, this is a, I could, I, I found out I could be one of the, better athletes in in the world at something, then, you know, it really gave me something to work for. And I, you those words that Scott Thornton told me, you know, I told you years ago I ended up using in ball hockey. It's true. And then, you know, senior hockey, but you know, this was the best that we could do in the world and for, for what we do and, and how, you know, it's, this was the Masters over 34. But we take it real serious, and we're re- real proud. We get rings coming to us, Ooh. and we've got a group chat that probably won't ever end.
1: Oh, buddy, that is unbelievable. Well, I do want to get into kind of your history and stuff, uh, being a first-rounder. We've already been very open about that, so I look forward to it, uh, the next edition of uh, TR on us uh, coming up on Monday. I think Mondays might even stay a little bit longer, which is fantastic. we'll, we'll discuss that. But, uh, Tara, thanks sure. for sticking through it. We fixed all the problems. All of our di- digital and technical issues uh, have been running smoothly here. We had our... Camera gurus, this is the longest we've gone without a camera blackout in three days. So we're, we're pretty excited about it. I think we we had the technicians. They had to bring in the big dogs, right? They had to bring in the big dogs to, to figure it out. And it looks like everything is solved. So that's going to be smooth sailing from here. We're so excited to have you on the show, man. We look forward to it. Obviously, we're pumped up. Again, what is the release date for season two for Shorzy? September
0: 27th. And I'm looking forward to it as much as you are.
1: Oh, buddy. So in 20 days... From now. Yeah. Oh, are you going to have like a viewing party?
0: Yeah, for sure. They'll send us the, they'll send us the episodes probably 10 or 12 days early. And I usually get my buddies, my, my family, and we watch it on, uh, my big screen, my dad's big screen downstairs. So it'll be uh, a lot
1: of fun. Man, well, I can't wait. We'll be, you know what? I, I can tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of listeners of the station who maybe haven't watched it. But as they get to know you, they're like, Oh, I got to watch Shores. I got to learn about Hitch, man. So get watch season one now. You can crush it season one. So you'll be ready for season two. We're giving you 20 days notice. That's a lot of time, right? You should easily be able to crush season one in less than 20 days.
0: Uh, 20 minutes per episode, you can have it done in a, part of a night.
1: Yeah, part of a night. TR, this is great, man. We're so pumped to have you every Thursday and Monday. We appreciate it. Uh, have a good time, and we will talk to you on Monday.
0: Okay. This is awesome. Thanks again for having me, and I really look forward to the year.
1: There you go. That is uh, Terry Ryan is an absolute beauty of a guy. We're so pumped to have him on. And as he gets more comfortable, man, he is funny. His sense of humor, his wit—I uh, think the audience is really going to enjoy. Great storyteller. And uh, hey, uh, he's texting me. Goes, hey, you know we'll get Momoa on the show, and I'm just like, what? It's unbelievable. So he's hey taught Momoa how to play hockey, so he owes him one, which is uh, which is fantastic. Uh, let's get to a sports. 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. They're as excited as you that uh, Sports Talk is back on 1440. And they're so excited that right now they got compact BXB tractors, all of them in stock for 0% financing for up to 84 months. Check it out online at edmontonkubota.com. Here's Connor Howe.